Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a rambunctious next three hours for you guys because there's a little bit of everything. We've got combat sports with a very good UFC card. We've got the NBA playoffs. We've got the NHL playoffs. We had an 80-1 to shot winning the Kentucky Derby. We've got baseball that's going on. I mean, pretty much everything aside from football. And hey, if you're looking for football, the USFL is going on this weekend. So, I mean, we've got a little bit of everything that's going down this weekend. So, we're going to be picking and choosing our spots. We're going to be hitting up on a little bit of everything. I'm a little bit more of a baseball guy personally. So, we'll look at what we've got in-game there. We're going to turn it forward, take a look at Sunday's card because... We've had a lot of rainouts, which means we've got a lot of doubleheaders and a lot of ways to be able to pick off some good lines when you wind up seeing these wind up getting listed. So we're going to be diving into that. Obviously, when it comes to the NBA playoffs, that's really big, and that's going down right now. We're going to give you guys an update on Warriors versus Grizzlies in a second. And speaking of the NBA, our NBA guru over here at VEASAN, John Von Tobel, he's going to be joining me in a little bit over an hour. For those of you guys out there on the West Coast, 8.15 p.m., East Coast, 11-15, so be on the lookout there. He does an absolutely terrific job breaking things down. Get his reaction to the Milwaukee Bucks getting the job done today against the Boston Celtics and going up in that series by a count of 2-1, to one. so we've got that going down. Right now, you've got the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars doing battle after wound up seeing a very big shootout with the Pittsburgh Penguins being able to put up some goals today, so we've got just everything going down but right now what is live is that 
you've got the Golden State Warriors going on a very nice surge as they're off to an 8-0 run to lead off the second half. They're currently up by a count of 72-57. to And if you're taking a look at this thing live, and when it comes to NBA, for me personally, I always think that the NBA is the best sport to be able to bet live because there's just so much volatility. There's so many runs in it. I mean, even in comparison to college basketball, which college basketball is starting to have more and more runs. There's beginning to be more and more in-game opportunity there. It still doesn't compare to the NBA where you just wind up having teams go on 15 to 2, 15 to 4 ish runs just at the drop of a hat. But right now, Warriors up 72 to 57. If you're looking at DraftKings, finding the Warriors as a 13 and a half point favorite. And live total is up to 237 and a half. This is a total that is up very, very far from the closing number. So you're able to get some value if you're looking at a live, live under. And whenever it comes to the NBA postseason, and Really, any postseason, I do default a little bit more to unders. You are going to find some exceptions to this rule. So that is always something that I like to take a look at personally, just because typically you're going to find defenses winding up, tightening up just a little bit more. That pace for a team, whether it be in the NCAA tournament, the NBA playoffs, list goes on and on. Typically, it slows down just a little bit. So I always think that you wind up finding a little bit more value on unders and and let's call it what it is. When you do wind up having the playoffs, you're going to find more casual betters than you're going to find during the regular season. And typically, there aren't a lot of folks that wind up coming out here to lovely Las Vegas watching an NBA playoff game saying, you know what I want? I want the under. So that always helps you out a little bit. And take a look at the NBA. You've actually seen right around a 50-50 split for the season with regards to unders. But if you take a look at the last 30 days, so being able to scope out what we've been getting here in the postseason 53 unders to 40 overs so right around 57 percent of games over the last 30 days have been going under the total so i do think that you might be able to find yourself a little bit of value there as the golden state warriors have just been putting on a shooting clinic right now there was a point in which they were shooting 70 percent from the field and i mean we've seen the phoenix suns speaking of another western conference series that's going on they have been incredibly efficient but warriors as it sits right now they are with that last bucket now, 31 of 43 from the floor. So shooting right around 72% from the field at 8 of 12 from three-point range. This is one where you say what comes up must come down. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, you've had John Morant. And I still remember they used to try to call Kevin Durant the Tarantula. I think that they should try to call John Morant the Morantula. I think that that would be an awesome nickname. I am on board for it, but he's been able to put up some numbers, 21 points, four assists. He's won four of six from three-point range, and really the Grizzlies have been uncorking a lot of threes thus far, but they just have not been able to do a great job on defense to this point, and whenever John Morant has been off the floor, you can tell that the Grizzlies have had a little bit of a rough time with having the ancillary pieces not be able to guard the Golden State Warriors, and I mean, the way that I'm seeing it right now, I think that the Golden State Warriors are going to be hard to beat even against the Phoenix Suns, which the Suns, they've been able to do a very solid job all postseason long of being very efficient. But this is a team that is on a little bit of a mission. And I do think that when you take a look at the postseason, just being able to have that experience in the postseason, I think it's very big because you just so oftentimes see it when it comes to the NBA playoffs. You see a team, they wind up making the playoffs. Then they wind up winning one series in the playoffs. Then they win another series. And then they're really able to bust through. Unless if you wind up having a whole bunch of guys like the Miami three-party wind up coming together. That was the case in which they were able to do so. But obviously, you wind up having LeBron James in on that. And I mean, you even take a look at the Brooklyn Nets last two years. You wind up 
teaming up those superstars, and they haven't been able to bust through. So I do think that having that experience is big. Unfortunately, the Memphis Grizzlies do not have that, but one that does is the Milwaukee Bucks. They were a little bit earlier today able to get the job done against the Boston Celtics by a count of 103 to 101 with Giannis Antetokounmpo. 40 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists. Actually, 42 points. Wound up selling them short there a little bit, but I think that's going to be very interesting to take a look at this series moving forward because you'll notice that going into the NBA playoffs, all four series wound up having the favorite for the series price itself close at $2 or greater. If I thought that there was value on one of the underdogs, it certainly was the Milwaukee Bucks. And right now they have taken themselves a two to one lead. And I think that this is a series that is destined to go ever the very minimum six games, if not seven, I'm thinking that it's probably going to wind up going seven personally, but I think that this is going to be a nice back and forth, a little bit of a chess match. And for the Boston Celtics, I think it's going to be so key that they wind up doing a little bit better job on the glass because the Bucks were able to win the rebound battle 53-47 to in this one. So that's something that wound up standing out to me in that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the second hour with John Von Tobel. But we've also got to take a look at a little bit of live baseball because we have to say it. Ding dong, the witch is dead for the Reds losing streak. They had entered into the day. Losers of 19 out of their last 20 games. They win game one against the poopy Pittsburgh Pirates as they were able to put up a seven spot in the eighth inning. And by the way, if you're looking at ways to be able to fade the Cincinnati Reds because you're often going to lay a lot of juice when they're an underdog and you're not looking to do so, this is a little bit of an exception this weekend because the Pirates, well, well, let's call it what it is. They're all so terrible. So you don't have to lay a big price in order to be able to fade the Cincinnati Reds. And I looking at tomorrow's game right now the Reds are the favorite in that one with Tyler Molly going we're going to get into that a little bit later but if you're looking for ways to be able to fade the Reds without winding up just laying some big hefty price the over in Cincinnati Red games with this current game two of the doubleheader going down it's currently eight to five Pittsburgh Pirates are in the lead if you're looking to get in on the Pittsburgh Pirates by the way you would have to lay on the money line like minus 2500 so you probably don't want to be taking a shot there but with the Reds they are your best over team in all baseball. And 10 out of their last 11 games have gone over the total with the one that we're taking a look at right now. It is absolutely insane. In a year in which we have seen not a lot of scoring coming into the day, right around 55.5 to 56% of games, depending upon your closing lines, have wound up going under the total. And the reason why all these Cincinnati Reds games are going over the total it's not because this has become the 27 Yankees with regards to their lineup. It's not because these guys are slugging out a bunch of bombs. It's because this pitching has been absolutely terrible. If you take a look at the Cincinnati Reds starting pitching this season, and this is coming into the doubleheader. With the doubleheader, this is going to drop just a tad because they want to be using an opener situation. And Dario Moretta in game two of this doubleheader, he got one out and gave up two runs. So that's not going to help out their ERA, but you actually wound up having Connor Overton give a halfway respectable effort, but that said, going into what we wound up seeing, starters going into the weekend, they had an 891 ERA for the Cincinnati Reds. There is not a single team that was within 3.3 points of them, and overall, Cincinnati Reds ERA coming in today, 686. Sad. Really, really sad what we've seen, and part of it is, Due to injuries, there might be a little bit of a buy spot on this team when you wind up getting back Mike Miner, you get back Luis Castillo, but I mean, until you wind up losing a couple bets, if you've been betting the run line, I mean, even if you wind up dropping one or two of these and you keep your unit size the same, 
you're still up a cavalcade of money. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous what we're seeing right now. It's been one of the best stories of the year, just fading the Cincinnati Reds and fading them on the run line as well because going into what we wound up seeing on Saturday, 18 out of their last 20 games, they have lost by multiple runs. So that means that they've had just one loss out of these that has been by one run. So it has been absolutely insane to take a look at. What else is absolutely insane to take a look at as well is that these totals of six and a half and seven, they are not withholding. Now, the one that is currently, that would be the Milwaukee Brewers and the Atlanta Braves. And shock, shock, surprise, surprise. It was by far the best pitching matchup of the day. Corbin Burns going at it for the Brewers. The Atlanta Braves send out their Max Freed. Currently, this is a three-to-one game with Kenley Jansen on with no outs and a man on second base. So those that are Dodgers fans are probably like, oh, yeah, I remember being there. You want no part of this whatsoever. But with that said, it's a Brewers team that, Surprisingly, actually had the most runs in the major leagues coming into the day. Now, the uh, disclaimer here is that they have played against one team with a winning record. That'd be the St. Louis Cardinals. They're coming off of playing the Cincinnati Reds and company, but Brewers have been able to get a little bit of offense going. So if you're taking a look at this live, you're able to get some good plus money with the Brewers. You're finding them at a plus 500. So I don't think that there's necessarily the worst value there with Kenley Jansen on the mound, especially getting a run and a half right now. You got to figure that the Brewers might be able to strike because in this sort of a situation, the Atlanta Braves would be willing if the runner from second winds getting over to the third to surrender the run to be able to get the out as well. That's always something you want to take a look at with regards to baseball. And we do have a lot of games that are going down on the diamond right now. So coming up next, we're going to refresh you guys on those. Take a little bit of a look at what we've gotten on the ball diamond on Saturday. And that's up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade 
lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And it is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And as promised, we're taking a little bit of a look at what we've got all on the ball diamond right now. Was talking about it a little bit before we wound up going to break Brewers and the Braves. Currently a three to one game, and what I thought was the best pitching matchup of the day. And I told you there was probably a little bit of value with that live plus a run and a half. And wouldn't you know it, the Brewers wind up getting it in. It is now 3-2 to two top of the ninth inning. And Rowdy Tellez is going up against Kenley Jansen, who needs to get two outs to be able to get out of this. And I don't know about you, but I would not have a lot of faith in Kenley Jansen being able to do so. If you're taking a look at the live money line right now, you're right now finding the Atlanta Braves at minus 1,150, and I would want absolutely no part of that whatsoever. So, Brewers trying to make things very, very close right now, and the cheese, as they would like to say, is very, very binding with this Milwaukee team. So, got to keep our eyes on this, and we have just seen an absolute calamity if you want taking the under in this game. And when it comes to these six and a half, these low seven totals, I just have not been able to find a lot of opportunities for the under. I was able to find one with Corbin Burns and Max Free because those are two legitimately of the top 10 pitchers that you're going to find out there in the National Leagues. But we wound up seeing this total open up at six, close at seven. And if you wound up taking the under, this was dead in the second inning. The San Francisco Giants are currently up by kind of 10 to seven and what might as well be a football score at this point. It's the bottom of the eighth inning and if you look to fade both of these pitchers by taking some team totals, congratulations. You had absolutely no problem right here. And for Steven Matz, I always say this about him. He was the Cardinal starter in this one. You either get really good Steven Matz or you get really bad Steven Matz. You're not going to get a guy that's going to go like six innings, give up two or three runs. No, 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 no. With Steven Matz, it's either he goes seven scoreless, punches out 10, and gives up like two hits. Or he gets completely destroyed. And ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matz got destroyed. He got six outings and he gave up eight runs, all of which were earned, including three bombs. For the San Francisco Giants, a team that really could not wind up getting going with the bats. 
They wound up having Wilmer Flores go deep in this game. You had Darren Ruff, who has not hit a home run all year long. He got his first bomb, and Mauricio Dubon wound up getting a home run off of him. So that was honestly so great. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, if you've been looking at this team with regards to how they've been performing this year, they've got one of the top bullpens that you're able to find out there in the big leagues with regards to bullpen ERA entering into the day. They were seventh with right around 295, and they fell down the fourth. They've given up two runs, but only one of which has been earned. So they've actually kept the Cardinals within arm's reach because it's a San Francisco Giants team in which they had the only bullpen last season that has a sub-3 ERA. They've really been struggling this year. He wound up having Zach Liddell just coming off the injured list. He wound up giving up three runs, including a Jackson of his own as going deep Dylan Carlson, someone who he also had not been able to get out of neutral before today. But you wind up seeing him wind up going yard, Logan Webb. By the way, if this winds up holding, the San Francisco Giants, well, last time they wound up losing a regular season game at home in which Logan Webb pitched in, 2020. So it's been a while since they've lost since Logan Webb has been on the mound for them. But certainly it's a case in which he wound up getting a little bit lit up himself. Four runs given up over the course of five innings. And you can tell that it's a Giants team that maybe has gotten figured out. And this is why you do want to be taking a look in baseball to really zig while others are zagging. Because you are going to notice these trends. And when the trends wind up getting out to the public, when people are starting to talk about, oh, we've seen a bunch of unders. Oh, Team X is off to a hot start. Typically, that's when the value has really dried up, and then you wind up zagging from there. So I do take a look at the Giants being a prime case of that, like I was mentioning with all the unders that we've seen earlier this season. That's one that you want to take a look at as well. And once you know it, game just went final. Braves wind up getting it done 3-2 to two against the Milwaukee Brewers. So that one is now signed, sealed, and delivered. But this game is far from signed, sealed, and delivered. But... You've got the under in this one. You're not feeling too good. 4-3, to three, Washington Nationals currently have the lead on the LA Angels. They just wrapped up the fourth inning. Michael Lorenzen, someone that, take a look at all the advanced numbers he was doing for some regression. And the regression has come as you've had Josh Bell and Yadiel Hernandez take him deep. Four runs given up over the course of four innings. And Josiah Gray, someone who's got a lot of upside in my opinion. I don't know if he's going to be necessarily that stud this season for the Washington Nationals, but... He's on an upward trajectory. He gave it up three runs and four innings himself as Jared Walsh and Brandon Marsh has been able to go deep for the LA Angels. And the LA Angels have been a very good story this year as well. 18 and 10 coming into this game. And they've really been able to do their damage on the road. Nine and five on the road. Nine and five at home as well. So they've been pretty even Stevens with that regard. But I think that many people had the same questions that I had coming into the year. You know what you're going to be able to get out of Mike Trotter, Joey Otani, and I mean, truth be told, Shoyo Otani's been a little bit of a disappointment this year with regards to that. Now, when it comes to his starts, I mean, he has had some very, very good starts aside from the one that he wound up having to begin the year at Texas. But sitting at 229 right now, he's got four home runs. It's been relatively pedestrian. But the reason why the Angels have been so just terrific with regards to their offense has been, you take a look at Taylor Ward. He's hitting a 371 with a 500 on base right now. You'd even take a look at the Guardian series that he wound up having last week. Guy had three home runs in the series. He has been terrific. Joe Adele, when he's been out there, and he's dealt with a couple of injuries. He's been soft. Brandon Marsh, who's one yard for the LA Angels today. He's been good. Jared Walsh is starting to perform like the all-star that he was last year before having a complete another utter tapering off towards the back half last season. So I take a look at the Angels, and if they can continue to get this production out of guys not named Trout and Otani. Things are actually looking up for them and for the Washington Nationals. 
This is the reason why you just could not wind up betting on Juan Soto to be the National League MVP prior to the season. He was the consensus favorite, and he's got a 405 on base. He's had six home runs, but when's the last time you've seen something like this? Juan Soto currently has six home runs and seven RBI. So what that means is that he's got at minimum five solo home runs this season. That's just absolutely terrible. You can't wind up giving the MVP to a guy who's on a team that right now is winning fewer than 33% of their games. I mean, he's had a nice year, but I mean, when you've got absolutely nothing around him, he's on pace right now to get like 40 home runs and 50 RBI. That would set all sorts of records for fewer, fewest home runs or fewest RBI in comparison to the amount of home runs that you wound up getting. So that's a very, very sad case right here for the Washington Nationals. And it seems like the bats are starting to get online, but that bullpen, right now they're closer in Tanner 80. He had a north of 70 RA last season. So not a lot of faith that you can have there. Can't have a lot of faith in either of these offenses either. If you guys wound up seeing my DK Nation pick on Friday, we wound up taking the under in Rockies versus Diamondbacks. That wound up bidding. I was feeling pretty good about this under as well. And well, right now, there's been no scoring. Zero to zero. Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. You're in the bottom of the seventh inning. And both of these teams have their offensive deficiencies. And you're always going to notice this with the Colorado Rockies. Home and road splits, I think, are very important when it comes to baseball. And they are in college basketball as well. Because one of the toughest things in college basketball is being able to win on the road. There are some sports in which the home and road splits... You aren't going to notice as many of them. I would say that the NHL is probably one of those sports in which home ice, yeah, I mean, the crowds do an absolutely terrific job, and it varies from location to location. I actually wanted spending a year out there in Nashville, Tennessee, one of the best home fan bases that you're going to find. I wound up going to a couple of those games. I mean, they do a great job of being able to fire up their team. Obviously, out here in lovely Las Vegas, they do a solid job as well, but you're always going to notice that you're going to have smaller home and road splits in like the NHL as compared to Major League Baseball, but the Colorado Rockies are hitting a full 45 points lower on the road than they are at home, and this is par for the course for them. But Kyle Friedland, five scoreless, or six scoreless innings, the Colorado Rockies able to get it done there, and Zach Davies, someone who I still, maybe because I am a schmuck, but I still take a look at what he wound up doing with the Milwaukee Brewers in his one year with the San Diego Padres, and I thought that there was a little bit of upside Six and a third inning scoreless out of him, and the Arizona Diamondbacks all of a sudden have a little bit of a bullpen, and wouldn't you know it, 14 and 13 coming into the day, they have been able to win now seven out of their last nine games, and six of those wins, they are at least a plus 145 underdog, and wouldn't you know it, in this series, they're now a little bit of a favorite, so I do feel like the value on them might be drying up a little bit, but you've had a lot of value with them whenever you've had Zach Gallant along with Merrill Kelly on the mound. So that's something that I'm going to be taking a look at. And then you've also got the Slam Diego Padres and the Miami Marlins. And right now, Slam Diego has no slam as they've got no runs up on the board. It's been all Marlins 3-0 to zero as Chaminea, a little bit of a rough go of it as he wound up giving up a home run in this one a little bit earlier. Six innings, giving up three runs as the home run wound up coming from a little bit of an unlikely source for the Miami Marlins who have actually stepped up with their offense a little bit. Joe, Joe Dunand, he winds up being able to get his first career home run, so shout out to him. Very nice shot there. And for Pablo Lopez, who has some home and road splits throughout his career, he's part of the reason why the Miami Marlins can be a little bit of a force out here in the National League East. Five scoreless settings, and for the Miami Marlins, there's no question this is a team that is going to be able to pitch. The question is, what are you going to be able to get out of the bats? As you've got Avicio Garcia, Ore Soler, throwing their Miguel Roas, all hitting a buck 80 or lower. 
these guys wind up picking it up a little bit, you're going to have a lot of value both game to game and in the futures market on the Miami Marlins. So that is certainly some place I want to be taking a look at. Some place that we want to be taking a look at as well is some of these other markets as well because the UFC, you've got a lot of fights that are going down tonight. I know that my producer, Dan Miller, has some picks. I really don't, but Dan does a great job with that. So we're going to be hitting on those next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to be able to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter weekly prediction pools for your chance to be able to win $62,500 total cash prizes. You do this by heading over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And please drink responsibly as Blue Moon, very refreshing as it is a great Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And what is also very refreshing is if you want to take the over in the San Francisco Giants versus the St. Louis Cardinals game, we just wound up seeing a beanball with the bases loaded and no outs. And now the San Francisco Giants have made it 13 to 7. It looks like you got men on first and third with one out. So right now it is not looking great for the St. Louis Cardinals. As I mean, that was a very nice catch by Dylan Carlson over there in, I believe he plays right field, but still, it is now 13 to 7 in that one. Total was seven, so that's way over. And Unless if we wind up seeing a calamity from the bullpen, the San Francisco Giants should be able to win on the money line and the run line, though. We know that with the Phillies versus the Mets game a couple days ago, never say never when it comes to Major League Baseball, especially when you've got the Phillies bullpen on your side. But with that said, we've also got some fights that are going to be starting to go down as well as we wound up seeing the undercard wind up taking place a little bit ago. I didn't wind up having too many big takeaways from that, but you do have a couple fights that are going to be going down, and we found out during the break that it appears as though Donald Cowboy Cerrone wound up getting scratched in this one, so that's a little bit unfortunate. I'm not necessarily too much of a UFC better myself, but that said, I thought that Cowboy Cerrone was good to be able to get the job done. He was a minus 185 favorite in his fight. Right now, you've got Charles Oliveira finding himself right around a minus 140-ish, depending upon where you look against Justin Gaethy. That is obviously the big one of the night. You've got Nama Yunus. She is a minus 225 favorite against Carla Esparza. And then you've got Michael Chandler. He is minus 400 against Tony Ferguson. And and if I personally were to take a look at any of these underdogs, Tony Ferguson at plus $3. I mean, should he be an underdog? Yes. I still think that Tony Ferguson has enough in the tank that he shouldn't be quite $3. This is just one of those make a play on the line itself sort of situations because I think that Tony Ferguson, I mean, a more fair line would be him being plus $2. If you want to be drastic here, plus $225, plus $3 just seems like a little bit of disrespect for Tony Ferguson personally. So I think that that's a little bit of something to take a look at. And if you're looking at the actual experts, because like I said, I'm someone, I don't necessarily do a ton of UFC, but our guy over here at the network, Dave Ross, he does a terrific job. With the show First Strike, you're able to catch the podcast First Strike as well, wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. 
with regards to the fights. Yeah, Cowboy Cerrone, he was able to take that at minus 170, unfortunately. And winds up being a refund on that. But he's got Nama Yunus at minus 210. And I know that my guy behind the scenes, Dan Miller, doing a great job of being able to produce this show. He wound up taking a little bit of a by decision plus 172 on Nama Yunus. Hard to disagree here. Nama Yunus has really been a case of which she has been able to defend the belt. She's been able to do a terrific job just every single time she has hit the bright lights. She has always been able to perform. So hard to go against her there. You've also got Gaethy at plus 140 against Oliveira. He wound up going with Gaethy in this spot. And I think it's going to be really intriguing because Oliveira can't actually get the belt if you wound up seeing wound up missing weight. So that means the only one that can get the belt is Gaethy. But you've got to feel like you could look at this one of two ways. And it's sort of trying to play like armchair psychologist, which that's always a very dangerous game to play. But the uh, missing weight that could wind up playing with the psyche of Oliveira. That could wind up throwing you off a little bit. Maybe you wind up making overcorrections or something like that. Or it could wind up being that Oliveira is just all the more angry and just winds up really taking it to Gaethy. But I think that Gaethy's game itself is relatively solid. I know we were talking with Dan the Man Miller behind the scenes, and he said that, man, it's just really hard to go up against Oliveira. I believe that he wound up taking a plus 645 on him to be able to win by KO slash TKO. So that's something that I think is fascinating. If I had to play this myself, I'd be looking at the plus money with Gaethy, but I certainly see where he's coming at there because, I mean, Oliveira is a bad, bad man. So I think it's going to be really fun to see what we wind up getting on this card and really one of the best cards of the year in a case in which you just have so many sports going down. And for those of you guys that are out there, I would say the best thing that you can do is Sort of don't try to be the master of everything because spreading yourself a little bit too thin this time of year is a little bit of a recipe for disaster because I mentioned it at the top. We've got right now horse racing now in full force. We've got a big UFC card tonight. We've got the NHL playoffs. We've got boxing. That's also going down. You've also got the MLB. You've got the NBA playoffs. And Speaking of the NBA, oh, we've got the WNBA that's going down as well. I just wanted to seeing that pop up on the screen. I know that Daniel Alvari does a great job with the LA City Cash. He was on the Fever yesterday. So, I mean, we've literally got everything that isn't college and NFL football is going down right now. And we also don't have college basketball as well. That's a little bit unfortunate. But that's it. We've got darn near every sport that isn't football and college basketball going down right now. And I think the best thing you can do is Try to not bet all like seven, eight sports at the same time. Like I personally, I'm just sticking to my guns. I'm very much more of a baseball better. And I think that that's the best way to be able to go about it. Not that you need to limit yourself to one or two sports, but I would say don't wind up trying to handicap the Kentucky Derby. Try to handicap the UFC card. Try to handicap the day's MLB. Try to handicap also the NHL and NBA playoffs and try to just spread yourself thin and throw in there a little bit of WNBA just for good measure because, I mean, it just is a case of which trying to cover six different leagues at the same time, everything has a little bit of difference. You've got very much different elements like handicapping baseball versus handicapping a spread sport like the NBA is very much a different discipline because with the MLB, you're taking a look at long return games. You're taking a look at a lot of just trends in general. How is this guy performing this year? Is there going to be progression slash regression? Meanwhile, in the NBA playoffs, it's at this point, we're going to call it what it is, a little bit more do or die. 
mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm someone that I like NBA live game betting. Pre-flop, I don't want to get involved with because at some point, the way that I take a look at it, if I wind up betting on, say, the Golden State Warriors and Milwaukee Bucks, at some point in their game, they're probably going to be down by double figures. At some point, they're going to be up by double figures. Rather than just wind up going through all the ebbs and flows of that, try to take a look at, if you will, like the Milwaukee Bucks, for instance, when they wind up getting down, be able to bet on them live, get a little bit of a better number, knowing that a run is going to be coming for both they and the Boston Celtics at some point in the game, and that's the way that I wind up playing that. And the way that I wind up playing, the way that you want to be playing this as well is, if you want to take a look at Warriors versus Grizzlies, hopefully you did not wind up taking the under in this one because right now we have got ourselves a lot of scoring. 110 to 90 is currently the count. Got about nine and a half minutes left here in the fourth quarter. And it's really been a good night for the pool party as Jordan Poole has come in off the bench. He's got a plus 127 on his plus minus if you want to take in his player prop over. Well, it's going very well for you as this live total, by the way. 246 and a half, so nearly 20 points higher than the closing line. And for Poole, he's currently got 25 points. And for the Warriors, this is a historically good shooting night. They're currently 43 of 64, shooting right around 66 to 67% from the field, 12 of 21 from three-point range, with Steph Curry going one of six from three-point range. And I think that we're a little bit destined for a finals in which you've got teams that have won titles recently because I do think that with the Warriors, what I'm seeing from them right now, I would like them a little bit more in a series against the Phoenix Suns because this is a team that they've got that championship pedigree. Now you've got back out there Clay Thompson who looks to be back to his old self. 18 points, 7 of 10 from the floor tonight. And then you've got yourself a bunch in the Phoenix Suns of which, I mean, certainly they've been very efficient on offense, but this is a Warriors team that, I mean, you take a look at the outside shooting and everything, but the defense has been very sound for them as well. And I do like what I'm seeing out of the Milwaukee Bucks as well. I do think that it's going to be interesting if they do wind up getting a series with the Miami Heat. And we're going to be previewing the Miami Heat versus the Philadelphia 76ers a little bit later. Probably going to be doing that, as a matter of fact, on the other side. So we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at what we're getting out there in the Eastern Conference. But I think that the Bucks have a little bit of a leg up on the Miami Heat. I do believe that they are playing the best basketball of any team out there in the East. Certainly, it was a very wild last sequence that we wound up seeing in this game against the Boston Celtics, but I just take a look at the way that Giannis Antetokounmpo has been able to play and the way that he has been able to evolve his game because we remember it last year in the playoffs. It was all about him holding the ball north of 10 seconds on his free throws, being unable to knock down outside shots, and it's not like he did a great job from three in this one, just one of six from distance, but he's worked on some of his efficiencies. He's been a little bit more strong in those areas. He's been able to become, if it's even possible, a little bit more well-rounded, and that is right now really carrying the Milwaukee Bucks, and they're doing this even while dealing with some ailments. So we're going to hit a little bit more on the Eastern Conference on the other side. Take a look at what we're going to be able to get in Game 4 of the 76ers and also the Miami. We're going to do that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network.
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Spring Special is here. For just $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. For the next few months, it is going to be filled with some of the best betting content in the business. We've got it right here at VSIN, and subscribers have access to all of it. Adam Burke has you covered with MLB Best Bets every single day. John Von Tobo is going to be joining me in about 30 minutes. He's got you all the way through the NBA Finals with his picks. Andy McNeil as he covered with regards to the NHL. We've got lots of NFL preseason coverage as well. And then the ancillary markets, golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR. You've also got horse racing with the Kentucky Derby now in the books. We've got you covered on all of it. 
Unfortunately, not too many people have the 80 one shot because, well, it's an 80 one shot. If you want the full VSIN experience, which is feature, which is featuring daily best bets, emails every single day, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, betting tools, live video streaming, you've got it all for just $59 through July 31st, and you're able to sign up now. Visa.com slash spring as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on Visa, the sports bank network. And I was talking with Dan Miller, my wonderful producer behind the scenes about this. It's just one of those cases in which I know that there's a lot of people that are not necessarily so excited about how the Kentucky Derby wound up turning out. And this is just like when you wind up filling out the NCAA tournament bracket, you wind up having a bunch of experts. They all wind up just putting everything into it. And I've been on the wrong end of this quite a bit. I've, been fortunate in the last couple of NCAA tournaments, so I ended up picking the winner two out of the last three. That hasn't necessarily been the case for me most years because a lot of years you wind up seeing it, and the winner of your bracket pool winds up being like Aunt Susie, who winds up picking like Akron because her name is the Zips, and they wind up pulling off like a first round upset or something like that. And go figure, that's what winds up happening. And you like that? It might have been that way with regards to Kentucky Derby today. Anyone being like, oh, 80 to 1. I can make a lot of money if they wind up winning. I have no no idea about this horse, but 80 to 1, why not? That seems to be what wound up happening today. And got to give a shout out to my man, Dan Miller, who is producing the show because he's wearing a Milwaukee Bucks jersey, not only a Bucks jersey, a Chris Middleton jersey. So got to love the support there, being a gentleman from the great state of Wisconsin. And then you've got behind the scenes, but Kyle, he just wound up launch, launching a Formula One podcast. So We've got you guys covered there as well. Big shout out to him. And then you've got Nick doing a great job as a technical director, best in the business, working behind me tonight. And I mean, it is absolutely terrific what we are getting with regards to all these sports. I mentioned the NBA playoffs right now. The Gold State Warriors are up by a pretty hefty margin, 115 to 98. If you're looking to bet it, bet on this thing alive. Right now, the total, well, a little bit higher than what we wound up seeing on the close. 245 and a half is your live total. And right now, the Warriors find themselves as a 13.5 point favorite on the live line over there at DraftKings. So we've got you guys covered there. And then with regards to the Eastern Conference, we've got a game that is going to be going out on Sunday that I think is going to be intriguing between the 76ers and the Heat. Heat right now, they're finding themselves as a very slight 1.5 point underdog. And your total on this game is 207.5. I know that there's a narrative that Doc Rivers teams have not necessarily been able to do the best job when down 2-0, to zero, but... If you take a look at it, with everything that wound up happening with the Philadelphia 76ers, the calamity that we wound up seeing in Miami, there's really not much loss right now because hey, typically the series doesn't start until the home team winds up losing a game. Now, the 76ers are going to need to pick off the Miami Heat at least once in the city of Miami to be able to win this series, but it's not like they've really lost any ground and Joel Embiid came back and he looked like Joel Embiid. He was able to do an absolutely terrific job. You could tell that he was very, very much able to take control. 18 points, 11 boards. You'd like to see the scoring go up just a little bit, but I mean, still, he's been able to do a solid job for the team. He's officially listed as questionable. Let's call it what it is. He's playing game four. That's easy enough, but what I think is really going to be the key for the 76ers, just continue to have Ty- continuing to have Tyrese Maxey on all cylinders. You take a look at what he was able to do in game three, being able to bury quite a few threes for this team. 21 points, as efficient as it gets. And James Harden is able to be a guy that is really an air traffic controller, for lack of a better term, when Joel Embiid is out there on the floor. I felt like he should have been a little bit more aggressive when Joel Embiid was out of the fold. But when you end up having Joel Embiid out there, James Harden is really at his best when 
He's not forcing up shots. He's looking for good opportunities for Tyrese Maxey. You want him going five of six from three-point range for being able to find Danny Green, who he's not going to be able to duplicate the seven of nine three-point shooting performance that you wind up seeing in that last game. But when he's able to do things like that, that is just incredible. And we do want to get you guys alerted of this. It looks like we've got an ejection when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Golden State Warriors. I'm not necessarily sure what wound up happening, but it appears as though Zaire Williams got tossed from the game because I saw the last name Williams head to the locker room and then he just ripped off his shirt. Right now, Steph Curry is shooting free throws. So, I mean, that is very intriguing to say the least. Actually, Anderson. I should. It was not Zaire Williams. My apologies about that. But Mr. Anderson, Kyle Anderson, he decided, well, to rip off his shirt as he was going to the locker room. So we've got a little bit of an ejection there. We've seen a couple ejections in this series already. So going to be very intriguing to see what we wind up getting there. So I'll keep you guys abreast as to what's going on there. But going back to the 76ers versus Heat matchup, I do think that with James Harden being a little bit more of a facilitator, now that you've got Joel Embiid back out there on the floor, it's something that could work out for the Miami Heat. This is a team that they have been stout on defense. And Jimmy Butler, what a story he has been just throughout his NBA career, going from pretty much a role player to a guy that's sort of like a semi-star to a guy that's become a big cog on a team that not too long ago was in the NBA Finals and a team that is year in and year up and very good. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Eric Spolstra as well, but what I think is going to be very critical for the 76ers in this game is just continuing to put the pressure on this Miami backcourt because you tell that Miami just looked completely out of sorts in that last contest. Now, I don't think that they're going to be shooting 7-30 to 30 from three-point range like they wound up doing in the last matchup with Tyler Hero. Just doing absolutely nothing for the team. A plus minus of 16. But still, I do think that this is a case in which the 76ers have been able to gain a little bit of control. And with Joel Embiid coming back out there as well, they were able to manhandle on the glass. And a little bit of an X factor here as well. A man that has been much blind out there in Philadelphia. Tobias Harris. Can he wind up breaking through? Can he wind up being just a little bit more efficient in general? Because whenever I wind up watching Tobias Harris, he's always able to put up numbers. But... It feels like a lot of his numbers just wind up being a little bit hollow. Like in the first two games of the series, he had a combined 48 points and 10 rebounds, but the team wound up getting smoke showed in both of those. And in the game that we wound up seeing the other night against Miami Heat, nine points, he did wind up being able to do a solid job of being able to facilitate, was a little bit more well-rounded, and the team wound up winning. So he needs to really do a good job of being able to just help out the other guys, and that's really the key right now, in my opinion. For the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid allows this team to play as a cohesive unit. Meanwhile, while the 76ers were, with, were without him against the Miami Heat, they were actually not too bad on offense, but they were just sort of five individuals out there. They were just a little bit disjointed. They were very janky. Having Joel Embiid out there is able to make this janky bunch come together, and they're able to do a very solid job. So I think that that's going to be very interesting to take a look at now. I don't think that we're going to see 178 points like we wound up seeing in the last game as well, though. The defense certainly has been able to take a little bit of a hold here. I mean, especially for the Miami Heat. You could say what you want about the loss, but they did not wind up losing game three because their defense was off. It's just because they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn from three-point range. I do take a look at this spot with having a total right around 207.5. I think that this could be a good spot for an over because I do think that the Heat they're going to be able to heat up a little bit from three-point range. I think that the 76ers are starting to find their footing on offense. So I do think that this could be a little bit of a 
good situation to be able to take a look at being able to get some points in this game. That said, I do think that the 76ers are going to be able to hold serve at home, and I think that this could be one of those series in which it winds up going seven games. Home team winds up winning pretty much every one of those games. So I think that that is something to be able to take a look at with that regard. And something that I'm taking a look at as well is if you're looking to fire in live on some of these baseball games, as right now every game that is set to go down today has been able to go down as we did wind up having three postponements. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But right now, if you're looking at a live opportunity, probably the best one that you've got that you're not laying a bunch of juice. If you're looking at a money line, that would be the Tampa Bay race and the Seattle Mariners game that we have yet to hit. This is a two to one game and fifth inning is just wrapping up right now. The Tampa Bay Rays are currently in the lead. If you're looking at them on the money line, you're finding them right around a minus 280. Very intriguing spot in this one as well. A Tampa Bay Rays team that they've been one of the best teams on the road all season long. They are now eight and three in their road games. Meanwhile, for the Seattle Mariners, Marco Gonzalez, relatively solid start thus far. He's won five innings, given up two runs, only one of which is earned. He's been hurt by the fielding a little bit in this one, and he's only won about 89 pitches. Looks like there's a chance that he might wind up coming back out there for the sixth inning, and he is going to indeed do that. So I'll be keeping you guys up to date on that. And we've also got a bases loaded situation in Arizona that winds up coming up empty for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They draw across one run, but could have been more. So the Colorado Rockies coming up in the ninth inning, down by a run. They're going to look to bust through as in our number two, the Greg Peterson experience. We're going to look to bust through as well as we've got just so much going down as we've got scoring out there in the NHL playoffs. We'll get you guys up to date on that and so much more next right here on the Greg Peterson experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your betting night, to help improve your betting night, to help improve your betting night, to help improve... Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.